0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the
1: official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia.
3: They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right right now, right now.
4: Welcome
1: to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just (laughs) straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull... That demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And
2: Paul Reindel. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> <like> I do. <laughs> on 973
1: the fan. Yeah,
2: you got We're halfway home on a Thursday, January 4th. Ben and Woods 97.3 the fan. Yeah, that, uh, that was an interesting, you know, call from Wales, call from Scotland. Now they're warring, battling. Um, That was really, really fun. I enjoyed that very much. Thanks for being here. It's Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, the executive producer. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, here as well. I think this is how Braveheart started. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. One of my favorite films of all. Hold! Hold! Fascinated with that part of the world. I would like to go over there at some point. I I think I mentioned it yesterday. I told my wife, I want to go to Europe for my 50th, which is in a year and seven months.
5: You could go to Wales. You could go to the city with the longest name in the world.
3: I, I, could. I like how he go
1: there. The f- how f- close was I? Do you have my attempt at uh, it, too, or no, to on that it.
3: one? Because Why do you try it again? i got to find it. Now go,
1: that I've heard it, though, I mean, it's going to easy. Go, so. go, go, go. Oh, Let's see. It was that was unreal. Added here. Ah, oh, here it is. So that fits to go together. Get the I think I did and, fairly well. I'm going to go ahead and say that his was better. <coughs> his was better. He's more, more
5: accurate.
1: You I didn't grow do the <laughs> <in> whales. <laughs> I don't even know what that's called. So that father fits <laughs> green green to get need to go go go
3: get it. go go go.
1: Let's get that on a
2: T-shirt. We always say that. <laughs> How many shirts would that sell? If it's more than three, is there one?
5: Are there any vowels in that?
1: Yeah, no, no. They, they, I heard a couple you? of. Go, go, I go, see a i o e. They've got all the vowels except for u is somewhere. <laughs>
3: Samfire there. go go go. I
2: can't picture. Anything but that guy's couch floating up in the air. I just can't. <laughs>
1: just levitating. Just levitating.
2: <laughs> Holy crap, man. Uh, yeah, that, I enjoyed that very, uh, very much. As we mentioned, Aztecs big win last night. Benny, uh, first conference win of the season, first conference game of the season, five straight for them. San Diego Padres added a reliever. Uh, Mike Schilt has rounded out his coaching staff. There will be no bench coach, uh, which I do still find a little bit odd. Oh, Adam's here. What is he What does he have? why is everyone he's got more oh he's got more blinds in here all right we already got one we got one buddy i sent you a picture of it we're good let's get him in here just have him on the air all every
1: day this week yeah adam come on in come on in bud you have any records you need to set straight again i know jr brought one in too though so we're good you're gonna put one behind paul now it's oh look the right color and everything look at that we're upgrading already just a this few show minutes is into off the, the rails. It's, just it's, off, completely it's like a Friday off Friday show rails. on a Thursday.
2: Speaking of off the rails, uh, I texted you guys over the break, and all I said was, subway story. That's all I said.
1: Just- Which, first of all, struck me as odd, because you're a Jersey Mike's guy through and through when correct. it comes to your sandwiches. Yeah, right? I was surprised that you would cheat on your beloved jersey Mike's to go to obviously a big competitor
2: i don't know what happened to me i've not i haven't been there in many many years but i find a lot of inspiration for this show in a sandwich shop from time to time i i often sit and eat a sandwich alone and i just watch people and i watch how they interact and and what they do once they're in said sandwich shop happens to me all the time i get Usually behind Ben, someone that has a 14 sandwich order that didn't call it in. It happens to me once a week at least, where I'm like, I cannot believe you didn't call this in, order online, whatever. Um, And so my son was at camp at Brickyard, which is down uh, on Moreno. Right. And so USD. Yeah. And so I take him there and I'm killing. I have six hours to kill every day. I ran some errands. I'm like, I'm starving. And I looked across the street. There was a Carl's Jr. and there was a Subway. And I went, I really don't feel like driving a lot. I'll just go.
1: I'll pick one of these. Next time, JV's Taco Shop when you're down there. I I was waiting
2: waiting for this to happen. I didn't want tacos. I I drove donuts. I was hungry. I wanted to see. Yeah, I'm going to go eat a dozen donuts. I would, (laughs) which is the problem. If you're going to eat a dozen donuts, you go to Rose. So something happened to me (laughs) that has never happened to me before. I walk into Subway. I have not been there in years. They have a completely different menu. Like, it's, you can still get the turkey sub and the ham sandwich or whatever, but there's all these different combos now. Well, apparently it was confusing not only to me, but to the guy that was behind me, finally, ah. behind me. Had he been in front of me, I don't know if I would have made it back to work. I've never seen this before. He uh, called his wife from Subway. And read to her aloud. <laughs> oh, my God. Aloud. Oh, not only aloud. On sp- she was on speaker. So I could hear her and him as he proceeded to walk to the counter and go, There's a third. Uh, it's Italian. It's got uh, ham and cappicola and provolone. And <laughs> he read every... Call it eight sandwiches. He read every ingredient from every sandwich, and she, her, after everyone, no, that's not it. <laughs> okay, it's turkey, avocado, bacon, <laughs> lettuce. No, that's not it. <laughs> okay, roast beef, provolone, capricola. Uh, no, that's not it. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost in tears. Did she just
1: want a cold cut combo. What is she going I, for, bro?
2: I got my sandwich. Oh my I went and sat God. at the table. And he finally was like, uh, she's like, just give me a tuna sub. And he's like, all right, fine. He gets her a tuna sub. I sat there and I was like, you know, man, I love my wife. The patience he displayed was through the roof. I mean, through the roof. But the, the I just thought, lady, he's at a Subway. Just pick your sandwich and let's let's move on for the day. The whole menu, man. He went through eight freaking combo sandwiches. And I just thought, I said, this is absolutely incredible. Now, I wanted to run tape, but I didn't because I would have had to ask him for his permission to yeah. use it on the air. But if I had had that audio, it's, it's exactly what he sounded like. And her, no, no, that's not it. Okay, ham, roast beef, mayonnaise, Swiss no, that's not
1: it. Obviously, they can't use the internet because the menu's online. You could have looked it up and just gotten exactly what you wanted. Steak and cheese.
2: Uh, no, that's not it. I was dying. I mean, I, now, had I been behind him, I would, I would. probably would have been like, just make your sandwich. It's a sandwich shop. It's not like you're at some – it's not like you're at, at BJ's Brewhouse or Cheesecake Factory. Where you can get – uh, they have tortellini, <laughs> uh you can get pork chops, uh there's salmon, uh like it's your sandwich shop. Pick your sandwich, let's go. Cheesecake facts. There's Page twenty-seven Do you have yeah, yeah. Oreo cheesecake, <laughs> the- Reese's Strawberry cheesecake? Strawberry cheesecake, blueberry cheesecake, cut and pound chicken. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Only me, man. I swear to God, only me. (laughs) Broccoli cheddar. uh, Mindstrom soup. um, Chicken noodle. Homestyle chicken noodle. (laughs) clam chowder.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. I I hate being insulting. There's a time and place for every restaurant, including Subway. But honestly... Once you've made the decision, as you did, to go to Subway, you've already given up at that point know, on your, your your dining choices. Bro,
2: you... I was in. I just couldn't believe it. Okay, I'll <laughs> it. I couldn't believe it, dude. Uh, it's a sandwich. You want ham? You want turkey? You want roast beef? You want veggie? You want tuna? You want steak? You want meatball? Those are your options, man.
5: My side literally hurts from laughing.
2: Oh God, the cheesecake factory Him ripping through that? I uh, need about forty-five minutes here. God, dude, just incredible! Always me. I always walk into this too. Everywhere I go, there's something. This happens
1: to me, man. There.
2: Oh God, it's so good. So I just, so good.
1: Now
5: I wish you were behind him in line.
2: <laughs> it was just,
5: just for the reaction.
1: It, you really would you have said something that if you I, were behind, I, or I would you have would done have. your normal stewing and stewing? And you, you know,
2: know, I will say this, Benny: having a show like this, where I know that I can go tell that story, is good for me because I think. If I didn't, and I just – I would probably – if I was like a 9-to-5 guy again, I'd probably be like, hey, let's go, dude. Can I go ahead of you? I also would have said – if it were me, I would have said, buddy, go ahead. Go ahead. Like clearly, you know, clearly uh, it's going to be a minute for me. Um, But there again, what do I always say? There's just not a lot of self-awareness anymore uh, in the world. Nobody really – cares about their fellow man uh so that that's a good example of it but again nobody behind him he was fine to read his wife every ingredient on the subway menu
1: i uh i think of one of those uh, commercials where you're turning into your parents the yeah. one where they're at the salad bar Are those all different kinds of lettuce Yeah, the world's getting more complicated as we get older the every world day. gets more complicated and i i worry that that is us in you know 15 20 years no question man we won't know how to They'll have some newfangled way to order sandwiches that will completely baffle us. Yeah. And we'll be standing there, unsure of what to do, calling our spouse, trying to get some direction on how to order our sandwiches for lunch. Just incredible. <laughs> just incredible. All right. What do we uh, want to do here? Uh, let's, oh, take a, let's take a time out, because right. I want to come back. we got Chris Rose at the bottom of the hour, but uh, we have a lot more Mike Schiltz audio, uh, not just about the new coaching staff, but he answered... Some questions about the offseason, including on uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., playing in the Dominican Republic in the offseason, and his thoughts on that. Obviously, risking some injuries, but how he feels about his superstar player putting in some work for a team that is not the San Diego Padres this offseason. Get to that coming up after a check of traffic. Do not go away. It's Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3, the fan. We have a little baseball news this morning for you before uh, Chris Rose joins us at the bottom of the hour. It's Ben and Woods, uh, leading to 10 o'clock in the debut of Annie and Elston today here on 97.3 The Fan. We will be eagerly anticipating their first break to see what uh, they have in store for us. Can't wait. Be patient. You pay- you were patient with us. It was a work in progress. for the Us? Were they patient with us? I have no idea, but they're here now, and that's what's important. That's true. Um. Yeah, the show didn't sound... Uh, completely finished on day one or or really day 100 a, it's an it's an evolving process but um yeah i had a little bit of baseball news this morning uh what just broke harrison bader to the mets jeff passan just tweeted
2: center fielder harrison bader and the new york mets are in agreement on a one-year 10.5 million dollar contract a source tells espn tino nyc was on the news so uh, there's another outfielder off the board, right-handed hitter was injured uh, a lot last year. Ten and a half million bucks is the current going rate for a kind of prove it deal, I guess, for a, a light hitting center fielder with less you know,
1: than the prove it deal for a pitcher right now. Absolutely, but. he, he had,
2: you know has a little pop. You know, just got done playing in New York uh, with the Yankees, so he'll move cross town to the Mets. Ben
1: and we also had some news uh, from the Atlanta Braves who have. Uh Performed their wizardry once again, mind tricks on, on baseball players to try to get them to take less salary. And Chris Sale has reworked his deal. Uh-huh. Uh, instead of getting $27.5 million this year, uh, he is going to accept only $16 million from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, because, well, they're the Atlanta Braves, and just the privilege of getting to play for the Braves means you obviously give up money to do so. In exchange, he will get another year on his deal, $22 million in 2025. So officially it's a two-year, $38 million contract extension, and then the Braves get a buyout-free $18 million club option for 2026. Ultimately, pretty good deal for the Braves, unless Chris Sale is completely washed and has a terrible year this year, and then they're on the hook for another year of him. Uh, honestly, even if he's mediocre, they get him at a, a fairly reasonable price. And if he's good, if he's good the next couple of years, they get him at an absolute steal at $18 million on a club option in 2026 without a buyout. So everyone around baseball is going, how do the Braves continue to do this with their star players and somehow, you know, work it where they're not it's they're big, not paying as it, much as everybody it's else. It's such a big if, though. It the, is the health. Sales I deal. mean,
2: it's it's such a big if with him. And I was just looking at Bader's number numbers. Somebody had tweeted they're ba- ten million bucks for a guy that basically hits like Sugar does in center field. I mean, he's 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 fallen off a lot uh, in the last few years. He is a God level defender though when healthy, Ben. He can absolutely pick it uh, with the best of them out in center field. So uh, that's probably what the Mets need him to do. Probably a bottom of the lineup type guy for them. Um, even if
1: you don't like Harrison Bader. Ten and, and a half. And you didn't want him to come to the Padres. We need feeling, somebody. You're feeling relieved that the <laughs> Padres didn't waste their money on Harrison Bader. And that's that's a valid opinion to have right now. It's still another outfielder that's off the market that squeezes Correct. the market for the remaining outfielders, which the Padres absolutely do need to go out and sign one. So everyone that is signed that goes to another team kind of puts the squeeze on the teams that still need to add outfielders. And the Padres aren't the only team still chasing an outfielder. I, I saw yesterday the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, even, even what they've done, and they're pretty set lineup-wise. They're looking for a corner outfielder or a DH bat, uh, something that the Padres absolutely could use as well. And they aren't the only ones, so the Padres have some competition for their areas of need. They always say it's uh, it's easy to find a corner outfielder. Well, I hear that all theory, the time, and first base, I hear. yeah. Then why don't we ever have a good first baseman? It's so easy
2: to find a first baseman, guys, a power-hitting first baseman. I hear that, and and yeah, it's so easy to find a corner outfielder. All right, where are they? We have one who may end up moving to center at some point. Um, So now we need two, and we need a first baseman. Where... Where are these guys? Where I, where are they on the market? I was listening yesterday. For,
1: Brandon Belt still available? Oh, man, wow! Uh,
2: I was listening yesterday. Forgive me uh, to uh, Ken Rosenthal's podcast. I can't remember what it's called. I never remember the names. I'm sorry. It's not personal. Foul, just, foul territory. Foul territory. Thank you. Um, Some sort of baseball related yeah. pun, punny name. Yes. Yeah. The Pine Tar Podcast. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I uh, I was the On Deck Circle. I was I was I was eating lunch. And I'd seen a tweet about Ken Rosenthal's latest podcast. I'm going to give this thing a shot. It's just him talking into a camera. Hey, um, you
5: guys. What's up? It's the warning track
2: with your <laughs> host. Our boy, uh, you know, Rates and Barrels. I mean, yeah, everybody does some corny. We're spitting seeds here this morning. Chapal
1: Woodsy. <laughs> Join me on the hot corner. <laughs> so stupid. Welcome I back to uh, Up in the Bleachers with Ben and Woods. <laughs>
2: All right. So anyway, so I put on what is it, foul territory? Yeah. So I put on foul territory yesterday and I was I was actually pretty surprised uh you know, before the offseason the Athletic had their forty top free agents. They ranked everyone, got together in a room and said, All right, these are the forty best free agents out there. Twenty three of the forty Ben still remain unsigned. And he does say, look, there's still plenty of time, uh certainly. Most of Scott Boris's clients remain unsigned. Other than, I think, Nick Martinez, who is a recent uh, addition to Boris Corb. He got him signed, taken care of with the Reds. You know, listen, Nick Martinez, great guy, you know, pretty good pitcher. He's not going to be at the top of of Scott Boris' priority list, especially this year or really any other year. There was an
1: underling that was kind of (laughs) handling the Nick Martinez deal, I'm sure.
2: This again, not a shot at Nick Martinez, but if Nick Martinez is the top of Boris's priority list, his business has gone sideways. All right. That's not a shot at Nick Martinez, it's just the way he is. He has huge, huge stars. All of these guys are waiting, and Ken was wondering what his strategy is going to be moving forward. You know, Blake Snell obviously is a Scott Boris guy. Uh, Rumors coming out that he wants to pitch for the Yankees, which is crazy. Like, I had not not heard that, but Bleacher Report put out uh, a stat. But, yeah, there's still 23 of the top 40, Ben, sitting there unsigned.
1: I won't panic, then. It just feels like every day the market tightens up a little bit. But there are still players out there, and there will be a time when... They start feeling the pressure like, okay, I'd like to have a team now. Spring oh. training is a week away. I'd
2: like to know where I'm playing. I'd like to know yeah. where I need to get an Airbnb and, and all of that. So uh, we, we spent some time yesterday in the car listening to MLB radio as well. And I think we all talked, our, talked ourselves into after the segment – Cody Bellinger coming here to play. And I don't know that they can afford him. I don't know how they would. The way that deals have been structured lately, it does give you some glimmer of hope that maybe he would be open to that. I don't know. But I think every single one of us went, well, I mean, we need left-handers. We need power. When he's healthy, as he was last year for the Cubs, he's nasty. He's at, he won an MVP. Put him right
1: out in center field. Right out in
2: center field. Tatis, Bellinger. And I sat there and went, oh, God. I'm going to get my hopes up for Cody Bellinger now.
5: Well, and if every other team's going to get weird and creative with contracts... Why can't we? What are we doing? It would
1: be be like the only thing the Padres could do then the rest of the offseason. There wouldn't be any room for more pitching depth. There wouldn't be any more room for another bat. I mean, you'd still need a third outfielder. You're just basically saying, okay, kids, one of you has to take this job because we just gave all the rest of our money to Cody Bellinger. And I think the big question is, if you can afford... If you could afford Cody Bellinger, couldn't you have found a way to keep Juan Soto around then?
5: Uh, now, Soto's n- more
1: expensive no, than Bellinger, but it's going to be way more expensive yeah. than number 1 and Bellinger's a free
2: agent. Juan was not. Okay? So being able to get something for him while you can is is a smart move if you didn't feel in your gut that you could re-sign him. Now again, it's a it's a risk. Cody Bellinger's a risk because of the injury is he had two horrible
1: seasons before last season which was very good but
2: he was hurt he was hurt there's no question about it uh, he had the same thing that Tatis had he got it got it fixed, recovered and went on to have a really really good year so um yeah I mean look let's say this let's say this if he would do some sort of of contract like the rest of these guys are doing right now uh for the team up up north, wouldn't you do that in a heartbeat It checks two boxes a center fielder and a left-handed power bat
1: I'd be surprised if the if the phone hasn't at least been picked up by AJ Prowler to talk to Cody Bellinger and his team just about what what they might be thinking, at, at the very least, sure, what, just the, to get an idea, initial feelers that were just put out, just because it is such a logical thing that the Padres do need. Speaking of Tatis and outfielders, I wanted to get to this bite from Mike Schilt from yesterday. Uh, we, I mean, we debated it a little bit. Is it? Is it smart for Fernando Tatis Jr. to be playing winter ball in the Dominican? You know, given the the health challenges he's had over the last couple of years, Uh, he talked about how the decision was made to allow this to happen.
4: And AJ can speak to some of that. I'll I'll give you my my um, involvement with it. Um, Yeah, I saw his home run last night. Big homer in the tenth. Put his club ahead by two. Um, I was texting with some of the hitting group, and Alan Craig's like, "Man, that was a nice seven iron he hit out of there." is a good looking swing and I got to see him um in person for two games, you know, towards the, you know end of December. He looks great um when I was there he, uh you know I don't know why these golf references come up because I don't really play golf, but he like a two iron down the left field line for a three run homer. Um again, he looks good, feels good as far as why he's playing, you know, listen, he missed 17 months. Um I think he was happy with aspects of his season talking to him. I also feel like you Know and talking to him, he felt like he wanted to get a few things, he wanted to work on a few things. Um, and that provided an opportunity for that. And then finally, listen, the guy who loves playing baseball and he loves playing baseball for his, for basically his hometown and his home country for his dad. So I get all that. And it's just a man, what a treat it was to go down and watch him play and just the joy that, that ex- this guy, you know, has with the game. And, um, so that was that was a part of the, you know, decision making process of, of why he went down to to get his at bats in and work and play play winter Bowl. sounds
1: like Mike Schild thinks Fernando Tatis Jr is a real hole in one. I think uh I think he made some good points. are go to break. Yeah, All right. Break. Chris Rose is coming way. up next. Uh with Please better do. words. Hate you. Please do better. On San Diego's Number 1 Sports Station 973 the Fam. Just quickly since we were talking about Cody Bellinger, right? I actually just got an email on the teams with the odds to the highest odds to sign Cody Bellinger, top maybe offensive free agent left on the market. Yeah. Five favorites right now. Cubs, Cubs. back to the Cubs, yep. plus 200. Toronto Blue Jays, plus 225. Good San fit. Francisco Giants, plus 325. Seattle Mariners, plus 600 and San Diego Padres plus 850, oh. and then there's the feel. They, they at least made they made it up to the top, top five, five yeah. of uh, possibilities for Cody Bellinger. I don't know. I think it's a long shot. Yeah, it is. But, it is. Uh, but he's, I mean, it he's, is a need. It's a good it, fit. It's, it's the fit that the Padres need right now. All right, we're going to check traffic when we come back. Chris Rose, one of our favorites, the Rose Rotation Podcast NFL Network will join us. Coming up next here on 97.3 The Fan. We very much appreciate our next guest taking a break from memorizing NFL playoff clinching scenarios Yes, to join us for a few minutes here on 97.3 The Fan. It is our friend Chris Rose the Chris Rose Rotation NFL Network. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you?
2: Doing well,
3: man. How about yourself?
1: Great. Great. I mean, you know,
3: we're right in the thick of it. We got couple days left in the NFL regular season, then the the fun stuff really starts. Yeah,
2: I agree. Uh, The hot stove, right? So all I heard for weeks and weeks was well, listen, as soon as Otani signs, and as soon as Yamamoto signs, this thing's going to be like a faucet. You can't turn it off. And it's a drip right now. Harrison Bader was the, the big news this morning going to the Mets. There's still um twenty two of the top forty free agents or something like that still out there, Chris. It's uh it's a little bit slow.
3: It annoys the hell out of me. Me too. I gotta be honest with you. I have this, this diatribe every year. Like I think that baseball ought to shut down its offices for two weeks around the holidays. Put a little pressure on people to do something like I don't know. I, I don't get it. Um People, you know, people say, well, listen, you know, it takes two sides to get a deal done, which is accurate, right? So this could be as much on the players and his representatives as much as on the teams. I I understand that. I understand a free market system, et cetera. Um, I think it's not good for the sport. It's, you know, now, does it have to get to NFL or NBA levels where, like, it's done in 48 hours? You know, every every player's off the shelves. I don't know if it has to get to that, but um, I like it when you can have a little excitement around your teams. And heck, if somebody signs in late November, you could actually buy their jersey holiday season. Like, what a novel idea that is! Uh, so this sort of stuff drives me nuts. But you know, whatever they don't they don't like to listen to silly people like me. Well, us either. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Woods yeah. and I had this uh, conversation yesterday. We're both we feel like we're pro player, like hey, we this, are, you got know, a yeah. limited, limited window, get as much as you can, uh, we're never going to begrudge a guy getting a big salary, and then we see some of the numbers that are going and thinking. All right, Padres could sign a guy like Lucas Giolito. He's yeah. coming off, you know, a down season. They need to prove it a pitcher, you know, they've got a budget, you know, maybe six, seven million, something like that. And then he goes and signs for thirty eight point <laughs> five million for two years. I know he's one of your, your rotation guys. What what do you make of, of some of the figures that we've seen for the guys who have signed this offseason?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm pro player as well. Um here's the thing with starting pitchers, it's a little bit different. Those guys really get paid to eat innings. And that's why a guy like Lucas Giolito got almost $20 million a year. And by the way, I, you know, it's interesting how, how we think as fans and I totally get it. He didn't have a bad year, he had a terrible second half. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had reversed his first and second half, I think people would have been like, Oh, okay. I get it. You know, they're trying to build some momentum off of how he ended the year, instead of having a disastrous second half, which is what he told me on the Rose rotation. He was like, listen, I, if I had you know, be, been a free agent after June, then he probably would have gotten nine figures. Instead, he was a free agent after the beginning of October, and what you see is, is basically a one-year deal plus an option is, is pretty much the way that thing sits. So you just have to remember, if you're, you know, Lucas is a guy that has thrown at least 160 innings in five straight years. Not everybody does that, so teams are willing to pay for guys that will will come up and show up to work. I know it sounds weird, but that's kind of the way it goes.
2: Yeah, I think you're, you're right about that. I guess I didn't think about that. He, he probably, I mean, he definitely cost himself money with a, a poor second oh, yeah. half. Um, that's a really, really good point that you make talking to our pal Chris Rose here on Ben and Woods this morning. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, we were going into the holiday break and I, there were some tweets about, oh, the Dodgers close to landing Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe. I, did, has that fizzled out entirely? Are they still in the market? I know that, that your beloved guardians, um, you know, they're, We're very similar, you know, Padres and Guardians. There's some star players, certainly, but uh, kind of a disappointing, uh, you know, trajectory right now. Is that deal still a possibility, or do you think they'll they'll end up keeping Shane and Emmanuel Classe?
3: Well, first of all, guys, let's slow our roll just a little bit. You guys have a couple of guys who have $300 million contract. That's true. Another guy who's got one 280. We've got one who's got 140. That's true. And that's it. um, It's a real good one, though. Yeah, he's a very good one. There's no question. I thought he was going to end up in your uniform a couple of years ago. Um, So we'll just continue to eat at the real little kid's table. You guys can (laughs) eat at the one in between the 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 full adult one. The teenager table. Yeah,
2: the teen table. That's fine.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you are. You're making that transition. Um, I don't think it's dead. I think a little bit of it has to deal with the fact that Josh Hader hasn't signed yet. And I imagine there's a couple of teams out there that are obviously really interested in Hayter. And if they don't get him, that they might turn to Class A, who I do believe is available. And he's totally worth it um, for teams to go. Now, I think he's coming off of a, a below average year, to be honest with you. I don't care about leading the league in saves. He, he blew a ton of saves this year. Uh, he was more hittable than he's ever been since he became an elite guy. Um, but his contract is ridiculous. He's got like a five-year, $20 million contract. It's insane. So he can be had, but you're going to have to give up an awful lot. Um, the reason they paired him with Bieber is obviously Bieber's in the last year of his contract. I think Cleveland will hang on to him for the beginning of the season, but I do think that he gets moved at some point this year.
1: Talking to Chris Rose, and, and Chris, I love the the points you made about trying to kind of improve the baseball offseason. We're always looking to improve all of our sports. College football's bowl season seems like it's it's next, but what about the NFL? They expanded the regular season to 17 games. It's week 18, and now we get here, and I think I saw yesterday like 10 teams aren't playing their quarterbacks, you know, it, it, is it a problem that the NFL has has run into here at the end of the year that their season's a little bit too long, and now there's too many meaningless games at the end of the year? Well, I
3: think it's a little bit of bad luck from the standpoint of that both one seeds are locked up, right? Um, so that takes two teams out of the equation. Um, the the teams that are locked in in the AFC at one, three, and five are all not starting their quarterbacks, right? between Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland. And you can understand it, right? If you're not going to be going anywhere, if it, if your game has no impact on the standings whatsoever, then why would you play them? So that's – I get it. And then the rest of it is just it's a massive year for backup quarterbacks. I just can't remember a year where basically half the league has turned a different direction under center. Um, so that's been – that's been a real challenge for the NFL. I don't know if there's a way around it because guys are going to get hurt, you know, and, um, and in some cases guys just suck, you know, I don't know if there's a way around that
1: part. Yeah. I mean, the, the one seed thing is certainly an issue. I think you can debate whether giving them, you know, Lamar Jackson this week off and then the bye week and you're going to say they might be rusty, but I mean, the argument against rusty is it's always worse to get hurt than to be rusty. Well, and you've seen it happen. You've seen it
2: happen the last couple of weeks. Uh, huge, huge players from from teams that are going to be in the playoffs losing massive players, and it just cannot happen. So I, I, I fully get it, Chris. And are you a Browns fan as well?
3: Oh yeah. Oh I my mean, like God.
2: Jo- that's my deal. Now I know you didn't think you'd be sitting here saying it's very important for the Browns to rest Joe Flacco that so that he's yeah, ready. Yeah. I mean, that is insane to me. What a what a comeback story uh, that he's had, how fun has that been for you?
3: Well, I am a, uh, I am a fan that has literally seen it all with this organization, oh, yeah. right? I was, I was at the drive January 11th, 1987 in row 37, uh, or section 37, row two, seat one. Uh, so I have seen it all. Um, I did not think I'd see this. I mean, the Browns are starting a fifth different quarterback, a fifth different quarterback. And they've made the playoffs, and they have a chance of 12 wins. It's um, It has been as enjoyable a ride as, as I can remember in a while, probably since I was a teenager with those great teams in the 80s. Uh, just because, you know, we in the middle of the season, they had a win on the road against Baltimore coming back from 14 down. Deshaun Watson was perfect in the second half, and you're feeling great about where your team is. And then less than 48 hours later, the season's over for him. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's literally – like, this was a team that had a chance to make the Super Bowl, and now it's down the drain. And the fact that this guy is, has come off the couch where he was throwing passes to his dad and his brother and his kids, and is now going to be starting a playoff game when he's got the most road playoff wins of any quarterback ever, tied, it's I, – I, I cannot believe it's going to happen and I can't wait to watch it on Peacock.
1: Is Kevin is that There's a playoff game on Peacock there this year. Yes, there oh, is. Oh, jeez. Yes, is. Uh, sure. is Kevin Stefanski the coach of the year? Or do you have to give it to Dan Campbell for getting Detroit to a, a division title, or is there a Sean McVay argument for getting the Rams to the playoffs when no one thought they'd be there?
3: Well, I would say this. Um, there's a lot of people, including yours truly, that thought the Lions were going to win the division yeah. this year. I mean, we can't you can't give it to Dan Campbell just based on the fact that the team hadn't won the division in 30 years. Like look at what happened with the rest of the division. It's, you know, I, nobody, I don't think anybody's like, Oh my God, the Lions won the division this year. Like, okay, I think he's done a great job and I will give him a ton of credit for turning the entire program around for, you know, in the three years that he's been there, but it's not a three year award. Yeah. It's a What did you do this year award? And I think for the Browns, To have won games with four different starting quarterbacks—that's ridiculous. It really is. It's pretty amazing, and one
2: of them being Joe Flacco. I mean, (laughs) it just blows my mind. Uh, It it absolutely blows my mind. Well, we're we're pulling for you, man. That's a great story. Uh, And and listen, I hope I hope the stove gets heated here pretty soon. Yeah, Um, me too. It's just it's just lagging. It's just lagging right now. It's like
3: yeah. Well, you know what? Before I go, let me give me. I want kind of the temperament of the city. Like, what are people thinking about the Padres? Because I actually think that if their players, guys they expected that maybe have over an 800 OPS a year ago, actually do that,
2: they should be okay. I, we think so, too. I mean, we're cautiously optimistic, I think, is the best way to put it. You're seeing a lot of people saying... It's
5: been the worst off season you could draw up, though. Yeah, it Just, has. Yeah. Just to be, I, lo- I mean, with our Peter, honor, Peter Seidler's yep, passing, the manager, yeah. and Trading the Soto, Soto trade
1: was a big bummer, obviously.
2: It's been a tough off season here, Chris. It definitely has been terrible, but I think... Um, I really do think the return for Soto was as good as as A.J. Preller could have possibly gotten. Um, I do love these value plays that he's found in the bullpen from Japan and Korea. Uh, And I think you know there are still holes to fill. Again, if the superstars play like superstars, we're going to win some ball games. The health of the pitching, obviously, is a concern. I mean, we'd love two more starters. I think every team in baseball, other than the Dodgers, needs two more starting pitchers.
3: I even think you could make an argument
1: that they need another one.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, we were talking about that yesterday. And when they the do, car- they'll
1: sign Clayton Kershaw. So, right, you know, exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> now we're we're I mean we're excited for the baseball season. Um, hopefully, these guys come out with something to prove. Last year was such an, uh, a blip. It, that's what they called it in Toronto, by the way. You know they have a, they had pretty star-studded lineup as well, and they I think it was their GM or their owner said, look. This was a blip. We're too talented not to win. I think Padres fans still feel that way about the Padres.
3: Yeah, I think that's a fair way to see it. I do believe that they need to replace a couple of arms, right? They had some guys, you know, in Lugo and Walker that I thought did a great job. And obviously replacing a Cy Young award winner in Blake Snell is is going to be a real challenge. So it just feels like they're it's right there for the taking. Like they could... You know, and I don't think you need to get the biggest studs. I think a guy like Giolito would have helped them out immensely. No doubt. I, I really do. Um, because they need guys that can give them innings and just keep them in ball games. So there's still a few guys out there um, that can help them out. And, you know, I mean, we I don't think anybody was wowed when they signed Waka, and he ended up giving them some great runs.
2: Fantastic
3: season. I mean, and, we we're, and, we've and
2: been, Lugo, they were both terrific. We've been lamenting uh, the the Walker sixteen million dollar option that we probably should have picked up at this point, but we yep. didn't. And uh, he's going. Where is he?
1: He's a Kansas City. Kansas City. City. Yeah, The Cincinnati. Royals who get all the all the great players and free agents <laughs> <Yeah>, as <laughs> usual. So.
3: Well, that's because they all think that they can buddy up with Patrick Mahomes, who's part right. of the team. So why wouldn't you? And then you get closer to Kelsey, and then you get closer um, to Taylor, um, Taylor Swift. And, Smart move. and not so, to
1: mislead you, there is a certain segment of our fan base here that is, uh, sky is falling and we're heading back to the dark ages of Padres baseball. Yes. Oh. Well, so. oh yeah. No, there are. They exist. Uh, they exist. They exist. They exist. We're, we're trying not to go that direction, but they're out there, Chris. So, uh, you know, just no, give you no, the no, full no. picture. I
3: understand it. Like, I get it. I understand once you've started to you know, taste the caviar and stay at five-star hotels that, you know, when you got to go back to using your Marriott points, that it can be a little tough. So I, I get it, but that doesn't mean that, you, you know, you can't get a nice workout in the gym. Yeah. And you can always grab something at that little snack shop that's next to the front desk, you know. You know, there's a, they always got those great ice creams at those Marriotts. Nothing well, wrong with the Hampton Inn, man. It's, it's and, not where they know, made us stay when
1: we went to spring training a couple of years ago, which you you it's off it was off the seventeen. Yeah. The woods had doo doo on his curtains was and it was really, curtains. really bad. And yeah. we're not there yet. Chris. We're not there. <laughs> Let's
3: not act like we well, are. don't invite me to stay anytime in the near <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was bad hard pass, guys. I'll do a phoner. Thank you Thanks, as Chris. usual, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, guys, take care. Chris
1: Rose, Chris Rose Rotation, NFL Network, king of uh, sports media. We love that guy. He is fantastic. Phenomenal. And a Cleveland Browns fan. that The Joe Flacco story is... Remarkable. It's stunning. I mean, Joe Flacco wasn't just down and out. Joe Flacco was a punchline for how bad he had become. He had become the poster child for washed-up bad quarterbacks And it's not like he's been serviceable for the Browns. Like, hey, we got a really great defense. All you need to do is just don't turn it over, throw for 150 yards and a touchdown. He, like, threw for more yards in a month than anyone ever last month or, like, close to it. He's not just been okay. He's been phenomenal for the Cleveland Browns, and that is one of the biggest shockers we've seen in football in a long time. We haven't really talked about it, but it is stunning what Joe Flacco has done for the Browns.
2: I mean, I, I snickered when they signed him. I did. I was like, of course oh you my did. God, what? All right. It's gotten this bad. Uh, and he's just been outstanding. Just
1: outstanding. And uh, it's been like Bartolo Colon coming back. in and, yeah. and pitching at a Cy Young level yeah. for the Padres now this yeah. year. I mean, stranger things have <laughs> Which happened. Which I know people would love to see. Yeah. But it's not it's not usual for a guy who's that washed up to come back and play as well as he has. It's just bananas, man. Uh, new system, everything, all of it, uh, everything
2: that, that that comes with it uh, is is truly a remarkable NFL story this year. It's going to be fun to see some of those teams in the playoffs. Benny, the Lions, the Browns, teams like that that you're just not used to seeing in there. It's going to be a blast.
1: Uh, we'll have our football threesome coming up in our 9 o'clock hour. Go through those last uh, those playoff-clinching scenarios that Chris is working on memorizing for the uh, the spots that have not been locked up uh, for this weekend so far. So we'll get to that coming up. Before that, Pauly has got a Rindle report on the way at 9 o'clock. Uh, more, uh, another,
2: another outfielder off the board, Brett Phillips. Is he, he's an outfielder, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's uh, going, going to the White Sox. So yep. they have uh, just struck... 10 and uh Polly, what do you have
1: for us
5: uh we've got some san diego state basketball news and uh, a lawsuit involving candy
1: candy lawsuits candy lawsuits sounds, sounds good. good and i just saw annie Heilburn in the building okay. the new show is just an hour away the debut of annie and elston coming up at 10 o'clock this morning so you're not going to want to change the dial all day long right here on san diego's number one sports station
0: 97.3 the fan